Dating definitely has it all. It is a roller coaster of emotions. The joys, the winnings, the uncertainties. The times you just want to give it all up, but then you remember how blessed you are to be the custodian to this precious gift, your child. My name is Bumi, and you are listening to Nurture Box. It's probably no news to you that there are three gateways to the heart, the eyes, the ears, and the mouth. And any information whatsoever that gets into you through any of those pathways, unfiltered, will over time become a mindset. And mindset impacts how you live your life, how you live your life and your relationship with others. On our first episode on this podcast, we talked about how parents can earn the trust of their children through communication. And last week, we had a guest and we established and heard the experience of our guest on how parenting is a lifetime commitment. In as much as parenting is a lifetime commitment, you the parent also matter. We are talking about how we can do parenting better. But of course, no parent wants to lose him or herself in the process. No parent wants to become a shadow of him or herself in the process. And it is my earnest desire that what I'm talking about today will benefit you as regards this particular thing I just mentioned. It is a known fact that you cannot give what you do not have. So in order for you to successfully communicate with others, you should be able to communicate with yourself. In order for you to be happy around others, you first of all need to be happy being yourself, being with yourself. Because trust me, no one's happiness is dependent on another person. So when I say you have to be able to communicate to yourself first, what do I mean? It is called intrapersonal communication. It's called internal dialogue. It's called conversation with yourself. I'm not going to bore you with details about that, with dynamics about that. So it's basically communicating with yourself and there are different ways in which we communicate with ourselves. You're talking out loud. You're laughing out loud. You're brainstorming an idea. You're trying to make a decision about something. Most of the time, it's not something deliberate. Take for instance, you're preparing for an interview or a presentation and you start feeling jittery or losing your self-confidence, thinking, I can't do this. Then you start talking to yourself. You could actually talk to yourself in the first person pronouncing I or second person pronouncing you, trying to reassure yourself that I got this, I'm prepared for this, I can do this. And within minutes, you see that your energy is actually pumped up. You actually feel you can take on the world. Now, where I'm going to is this. With all the things happening in the world today, coupled with the things you're dealing with in your own personal life. Now, all these things can get you frustrated, sad, overwhelmed. And all those thoughts are just there. All those things are just there accumulating. A recent study revealed that an average human being has over 6,000 thoughts in his or mind every day. And I was like, it's as incredible as it is true. Because you know when you're doing something during the course of the day, you're trying to focus on a task. And before you know it, A thought from nowhere just comes and you're trying to shake it off like, no, I really need to get this done. Or you're just going about your daily activity and a negative thought just comes from nowhere and you go like, I reject it, I forbid it. These everyday experiences, situations that we come across influence how we handle things, how we see life in general, how we perceive our own situation and our relationship with others. And that's why someone will have a bad day at work or a long day commuting from work to home and you get home, something slight happens and you take it out on your child because that was like the only way you could relieve yourself of what you were feeling. And then you go back and you realize that, oh, I shouldn't have talked that way. I shouldn't have responded that way. I shouldn't have reacted that way. Again, 
it could be that as a, an individual you realize that you've taken in different information from different places or you've painted a picture in your mind of what a perfect parent should be probably it's a friend or a neighbor whose children are doing so well they don't give him or her issues or the person just has everything about his or her life figured and you're like oh i must be terrible at this i must be a very bad parent oh i do not have the capacity to love to teach my children the right things and the more you believe those things the more you ruminate on those things the more you even see those things out the more you believe them and they become your reality you just find that it becomes a norm for you the point i want to make today is how can you be intentional about self-communication how can you use self-communication as an effective tool to improve on your own life improve on your relationship with your children get a better hold of your emotions so the word of God makes us understand that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So in other words, out of what is in your heart, what has accumulated in your, your mind that you communicate, whether you're talking or you're giving a particular facial expression or you're reacting to a particular scenario or whatever it is, it is out of what you have in your heart. So the first thing is, in as much as there are so many things that happen that we have no control over, for the ones you have control over, try as much as possible to keep them out. So if there are things you know that this thing is not edifying me, it's not adding any value to me, whenever I come across this thing, I see this thing or I listen to this particular thing, whatever it is at all, my confidence level drops, I feel inadequate, whatever it is, cut it off. So I'm going to cite two practical examples about myself. I'm someone who has very graphic memory. When I see a very graphic image, even if I just saw it for a second, there's a way it registers and it takes time for me to actually get over it. And since I noticed that about myself, whenever I cite something that looks like that or I receive something like that maybe on my messenger and I already have an inkling of what it is, I do not open it. I don't dare. As in, a lot is happening already that, you know, you see, you get on a daily basis that you can't do anything about so the ones i can do something about i try to keep them out another example is that i was once following a page on social media and initially i was enjoying the content on the page it was quite entertaining and all that but along the line i noticed that i was getting some negative vibes from the page the kind of things that were being posted were negative i perceived them as negative and i saw that no these are not the kind of things i want to be reading and have registering in my mind over time and it gives me a very wrong mentality about some particular areas of my life so i had to stop like no this is not what i want to feed my mind with instead feed your mind with positives listen to what will edify you read what will edify you put yourself in situations that would edify you so that's that's about that the second one i would like to mention is journaling now journaling is an absolute favorite for me I began journaling when I was a teenager. Yes, over the years, I faulted at some point or the other. I realized I'm not as consistent as I want to. But the times I've really been consistent with journaling, it has really helped me. I'm able to articulate my thoughts, my goals. I put some things down. And when you go back to those things, you realize that, ah, did I really write those things? Did this idea really come to me? Was that really from me? And people keep journals for so many reasons. You could keep a gratitude journal because yes, it's so easy to focus on the not so good, not so perfect and forget that there are so many blessings for you to count. You can keep a parenting journal. You can keep a goals journal, a business journal, a financial journal, whatever it is, whatever area of your life you intend to improve on. And if it's about you trying to work on your emotions, trying to do away with a bad habit, whatever it is at all, journaling helps. 
Simply put, journaling is a way of documenting your thoughts and feelings. So you just dump it right there. So even if you're feeling some kind of way that you don't want to feel, you know there's a way you feel and you just want to ease yourself of that feeling. Journaling is a very awesome way to do it because it's like you're just talking to someone who is listening to you and the person is not going to judge, you're not going to criticize you. And after you're done with it, you just feel so relaxed. You just feel better. That's one thing journaling does. I've tried it. I can testify to that. So when you journal, you can just dump whatever it is, whatever negative feeling, whatever thoughts, dump it in the journal. I would like to emphasize here that do not focus on the negatives. You're trying to get better. You're trying to improve on yourself. So in as much as you make mention of the things that, okay, you need to work on, the things are not going well, by the side, come up with action points, come up with things you want to do to get better, to improve on yourself, to achieve your goals, to have a better relationship with your child. Because it's only when you're happy that you can raise your child in a happy manner. So that is that. And the good thing about journaling is that you don't have to be someone who loves writing. Because I know journaling has to do with having a dedicated book and you write things down. If writing is not your thing, it's uh, a no-go area for you. You can try audio journaling. Audio journaling is also a fantastic idea. So you take your phone and you record and you can always go back to it. You can password it so nobody has access to it and all that. So journaling is a very good one I will recommend. Before I move to the next point, I would like to say that do it prayerfully. You're trying to get better, you're trying to improve yourself, you're trying to outline a plan, you're trying to achieve certain goals. Whatever it is you're trying to do, you can't do it on your own. If, for instance, in doing self-reflection and writing down your thoughts, you come to realize that the reason why you're angry, the reason why you're acting some certain way, the reason why there's a strain on the relationship between you and your child is because something happened in your past, someone offended you, whatever it is, by doing this prayerfully, it becomes easy for you to what to make a decision to forgive, to let go, and to move on. I don't know if you understand. Then the last but not the least is positive affirmations. I cannot emphasize this enough. Like, like I said earlier, there's negatives everywhere. Negative thoughts come to you. Things will happen that will make you feel inadequate, like you're a failure, you're not reaching your goals, you're not doing well, things are not going the way you want them to. And that's why you find yourself saying things like, I'm such a terrible parent. I don't have the capacity to love my child. My body is not as beautiful as it used to be. And so on and so forth. And since the mouth is one of the gateways to the heart, the more you say these things, whether you toss the idea in your mind that this is what you are, this is who you are, or you confess them, the more you say them, the more you believe them. And the more, the more you leave that as your reality. So in place of all those negative words, Swap them with positive affirmations. Affirm to yourself that you're beautiful, that you're doing a great job, that you're, you don't have to be perfect, but you're doing the best that you can. You're an awesome communicator, that you love your children with all your heart, that irrespective of the experiences you may have had, that you're doing better and you're being intentional about parenting. You know, whatever area it is you intend to improve on, make self-affirmations for them. And the word of God is a very good resource. Use the word of God to create your own affirmations and start confessing them daily over time. Also, you can go online. Like they say, Google is your friend. You see a lot of positive affirmations for different areas of life. Or you can, you can lift as many as you can. Nobody's going to sue you. You can get inspiration from there and edit them to suit your own needs. 
So the whole idea of this is that you are important. Your own self-care is important, but majorly your heart, your inner well-being reflects on the outside. Yes, it is true that a lot of things happen. You're juggling a lot of things. There's so much going on in the world. There's so much information flying about and we do not have control over so many of them. So it is very easy to become weighed down. It's very easy to believe wrong information and they have a hold over us. So being intentional about our own inner communication by adopting this point, my humble self has suggested to you, I believe that you start seeing changes in your own life and in your relationship with your child. I would like to reiterate that you can only give what you have. So what is inside of you? Is it worth giving? Is it injuring you from actually having that relationship that you so desire with your child? So do you intend digging deeper to connect with yourself, to get to know yourself better? Do you want to start paying more attention to your thoughts? Be happy with being yourself and by extension, become truly invested in the communication with your child? Do you want to become more emotionally intelligent, self-confident in who you are, in your abilities, in knowing that you're actually doing the best that you can? I believe this point I mentioned will help. A certain biblical king known for his wealth and wisdom wrote in one of his books that, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. That about sums up everything I've been saying all day, right? Before we wrap up, kindly listen to this. I sincerely won't get tired of saying thank you to everyone who has listened to, shared, and given their feedback on NurtureBox. I totally appreciate it. But I mean, if you don't give your feedback, who will? And so in the spirit of reviews, I'll be taking a few of the reviews that have come in since the release of the first episode. There's been a couple of them and I definitely can't take them all. If you're listening and you don't hear me read your message, please, it's nothing personal. It's just for the sake of time, but I totally appreciate it. Believe me. Here with me, I have this from Alima Lawal. She says, wow, that was amazing. I enjoyed every second listening. And yes, I can't wait for another episode. Thank you so much, Alima. This is to recognize that I got your feedback on the second episode as well. Thank you for being such a committed listener already. I, it totally means a lot to me. And this one is from Jock Timmy. She says, great podcast. It's full of insight and independent thinking. The topic is so valuable. The perspective and depth of knowledge is presented in a practical manner that I can understand. I want you to enlighten us more on authoritative parenting and authoritarian parenting. Thank you for this, Jock Timmy. And regarding your request, I would love to be the one to do this. But in one of our coming episodes, I will have a guest who is in a far better position to do justice to this topic. So this person will be answering your question on that episode. So make sure you don't miss any of the episodes. And if you miss it, there's no problem. You can always listen to it anytime. I'm sure you know that by now. So that's that. This next one is from Jennifer Ogoro. She says, enlightening conversation on the importance of parenting. And I love the fact that you mentioned you don't need to be a parent. Yeah, to look out for kids that are not even directly related to us. And if you're still expectant, you can definitely still get valuable information from this podcast as well. 
that is the absolute truth this is what i try to pass across on episode one that you don't have to be a biological parent to be a nurturer to nurture another person and seriously like she said one doesn't have to wait till one becomes a parent to start preparing yourself mentally and every other lead for parenting so thank you for that i totally appreciate and i'll be taking the last one for today this is from mercy she says my first podcast not that i don't listen to podcasts but most of the things they share don't interest me yay this is someone's first podcast thank you thank you thank you i'm so glad that what was discussed was of interest to you and i sincerely hope it stays that way thank you so much audio messages also came in but unfortunately there was just some issue with the sound so i wasn't able to insert it into this episode but i'm also saying thank you to those who took our time to actually record their voice and send the message so that's it for today keep your reviews coming it's what's going to make us better whatever it is you want us to talk about have a chat about please let us know and in case you want to feature on any of the episodes also let us know and that will be all for today i sincerely hope you gained a thing or two from the plenty to re- well not too plenty that i had to share today kindly subscribe to Naturebox from whichever platform you're listening from would you like to share your thoughts on today's topic have any questions i just want to do a shout out do not stay to send us a dm on instagram at naturebox.ng your reviews, as usual, are very much appreciated. And as I sign off on today's episode, I would like to leave you with this. Whatever it is presently committed into your care, be it a project, a vision, or a child, stay nurturing. Bye!